with Rob Lewis and Austin Price, Brent Hubs, VolQuest.com, little mini podcast following Tennessee's 48 to 17 loss to Alabama with the Crimson Tide has 587 yards to Tennessee's 302 yards on the day. Alabama jumps out to the lead and uh, they, they cruise down through the second half. Tennessee's second half woes to start the half continue. Um, several things to get through here. Obviously, no one expected Tennessee to win today. Um, I think from a score standpoint, I think we all had it pretty much in this ballpark in terms of where we thought this game would go. Uh, I think you, I, you hit the margin exactly, didn't you? I don't know. I was close. But, you know, the, 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 the point to me, if you look at this game, a couple things jumps out on the – on the good side, Tennessee got be- obviously got better play from Jerry Garantano. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. On the, on the negative side, this team's secondary does not seem to be progressing in the right direction. No, it's terrible. And, and he talked about that. He was frustrated with that for a post game, you know. And, I mean, I just don't know what you do. I mean, like, they, they wait till four minutes to go to play Danico Slaughter or Key Lawrence. You were down three and four scores the entire second half. And, and you didn't play any of these young kids. And he talked to Neil, and I asked him about it. And I've, I asked him more specifically receivers, but it all applies the same. And he talked about those guys got to earn it. Well, as I told Rob in the two-minute drill, Brent, that's earning – to me, that's – you earn the start or you earn the playing time when it's crunch time. When you're down three and four scores, who cares what their practice habits were like? Throw them in there and let them play. Like, you know, based off of what Jeremy said – Josh Dobbs would never have played here at least the first two or three years because he was a terrible practice player that was just a gamer. And I know Jeremy doesn't believe in that, much like, you know, uh, Danielson doesn't believe in the word momentum, but, you know, it, those things exist. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just surprised. And, you know, I, I've talked about it. And i talked about it all week. I'm surprised that they don't take a look at, at some more of those run, young receivers. Um, you mentioned McDonald in the secondary, somebody at the cornerback position, Rob. Um, you know, they've had some opportunities to play guys, and they haven't. I mean, no offense to Brian Maurer. If you don't think Brian Maurer is, is going to be the guy that you're going to ride with, if something happens to Jared down the stretch of the season, I'm not sure what the benefit of that drive was for him in this ballgame. Now, maybe, maybe he's – maybe in a week's time he went from four to two, okay, and he's your clear-cut number two, you know, ahead of Harrison Bailey and J.T. Shrout, but he wasn't number two a week ago. He wasn't number three. He was on who played. Right. The last. So I, I don't know. I, I, I get. I don't understand some of the personnel decision making in terms of playing guys. You know, at different points and blowouts or not playing guys and, and that type of that thing. That was my biggest takeaway from this game tonight. Was the second half. I mean, you go down forty-two to ten with three or four minutes left in the third quarter. Why is JG going back out there? Why is any starter going back out there? Is that going to be the difference? You know, those guys getting extra reps, you think that's going to be the difference in you going four and six or five and five or three and seven, as opposed to getting Malachi Weidman 15 snaps or getting Danico Slaughter, who I know played in the fourth quarter a couple series, but getting him in there two or three series earlier, getting Morvin Joseph some legitimate work as opposed to just a third down pass rush role. I, I just I, I didn't get that at all. I mean, the game was, well, I mean, hell, the game was out of hand. I mean, it was over at halftime, and it was especially over at forty-two to ten. Why are you not getting reps, getting those guys a chance to see themselves on film, where you can go in there Sunday night and say, "This is what we've been talking to you about in practice. This is what you get. You know, this is what you got to see. This is those kind of things." So, I thought, I mean, not it's not the end all be all. I just thought that was a missed opportunity. 
Well, it is when look the whole the whole thought Austin in this game was look Tennessee's not going to win, but you need to find out what, what's the O line, who's above the line, and who's below the line in terms of being able to contribute. Had an opportunity to do that, maybe more in this game than you have in any other game, and you and you didn't you didn't take full advantage of that in my opinion. No, and I I get why you know somebody said well I don't know why they play JG if they're not going to call the game to win the game. Okay, valid point, but my point back was. You know, Tennessee is not viewing this game as that. They're viewing, okay, we're going to play JG because we need to keep his head above water, his head above the line, because he does give us the best chance to win the final five or the, you know, or a you know, portion of those final five games where Tennessee's looking to, you know, kind of steady the ship a little bit. He obviously was okay. He didn't turn the football over. He had a couple of nice deep balls. Uh, but it's amazing the spacing when Jalen Hyatt gets loose versus the spacing when they have Keaton and Tillman. And that's, I, I, I don't want to dump on those guys individually, but they are, you know, they are kind of very similar. So, like, there's no, like, yin to the yang. You know, J- Jalen Hyatt is a yin to the yang of those guys. Yeah, I mean, he's got to play more. Uh, here's, and here's why he's got to play more. Outside of Josh Palmer, who had a nice day, four catches, 57 yards, touchdown. Tennessee, the rest of Tennessee – Tennessee's wide receiving for outside of Palmer and Hyatt. I've not seen it. Two catches. Two catches for eight yards, and one of those was the glorified handoff to Vila Jones. So really one catch for four yards. So, again, it goes back to the point of you got to earn it on the practice field, but you, you can't tell me that some of those, you know, if you're not getting any more production out of the rest of that receiver crew, why not, why not play Jimmy Holiday? Why not play Jimmy Callaway? You know, and see if they can do something. Again, don't play them all the time, but but put them out there for a jump ball or put them out there for something. That that doesn't make sense. I will say this, and what the fans were talking about, I did not understand the third down play calling on Tennessee's first two drives to start the second half of the game. Okay? Um, the one Eric Gray fumbled on, it's a third and five, and you think you're going to run off tackle for five yards there. Um, and then you had another third and seven where you gave it to Eric Gray for a loss of one. Those two play calls on third down was a complete and utter lack of confidence to start the second half. Tennessee wasn't going to win the game, but you didn't try to make a first down on those two plays. Try, try to, I mean, coach, like you're trying to win the game. Yeah. You, you, I mean, well, you didn't was attempt Was one of those third down runs after the turnover when they had the ball at midfield and, and ran it three times in a row? Yes. That's, that, that to me, just that, that series summed up Tennessee's approach to this game and yeah, I mean, perfectly. Yeah, I mean it, that that one didn't it didn't didn't make a whole hill of sense to, to me in, in a lot of ways. But I mean, look, Alabama's really good, okay. Um, but they gave Tennessee a couple of chances today that Tennessee, going back to the secondary, Austin has to figure out who can catch the ball back there. Kenneth George. I mean, he. I mean, I don't think he scores at the end of the half, but all the fast guys are behind him, and he's coming out of the end zone if he catches the ball. Now, he's not going to go 100 yards, I don't believe, okay? But he th- they threw the ball right to him. That's two or three he's dropped on the year. And I thought Bryce Thompson should have caught the interception on the pass that Minchie caught down at the two-yard line. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it just didn't play the ball very well. So they've, they've got to find a way, um, and they've they, got to play the ball better and in And the they air. don't tackle well. I mean, how many uh, times today, today in the first half, you go back, obviously there was the question we'll call on the fumble down at the goal line, but let's take that part away. Let's say that they give that to Tennessee. That's not a score there. Then on the next drive, you would have held them to a field goal because 
you know, you, you, you missed a tackle when you had a chance to, to, to Aubrey Solomon had Najee Harris dead, yeah, to, Najee Harris dead to, rights to rights on third and one. So you make that tackle, that's a field goal, and then you end up kicking your own field goal. It would have been three to three, but instead it was 14 to three, and then you know the rest is history. Well, there was another one on, it was second and seven after Alabama had on the two, and they had a false start. So it's second and seven. You're, that's a lot better than second and two on the on the two. And Kevon Minute misses uh, Brian Robinson. I mean, it would it might have, not might, have, might not have been a TFL, but it's at the line of scrimmage. I mean, yep. it's a, it's for little or no gain. And you're looking at third and goal from the six, which you know that's a pretty good spot to be in for a defense. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, kind of where this team goes from here and and, and kind of what. What you, what you go from here. I think we all agree, you know, play some younger players. I, let, let me, before we go there, let, let's say this about the offensive line, okay? For a unit that got manhandled at Georgia. They held up pretty good. They held up pretty good today. I don't think Alabama's as good on the defensive front as Georgia is oh, no. by any means, but they didn't give up a sack today, um, and pass protection was good, and, and they ran the ball for 139 yards. Gonna, this is gonna, this has got Hubbard written all over it. You got to find out when the last time Tennessee ran for 100 yards against Alabama was. I don't know. Did they finished with 100 last year. Wow, did they? I don't know. It was, I don't, it, I'll it have be, to look. I'd have to look. I, I don't know that they did. But I don't think. So. I don't think they so. I mean, it, it it you know it's one of those. You might have to go back to the game where they had to lead in the fourth quarter with when Dobbs was quarterback. Maybe they did. I, we'll get to. I'll get the crack staff on that and see what we can find out about that one. But I thought overall, hey, Spragans can play. He's going to be a good player. Jameer, I know he didn't play much in the second half. He held up okay. He held up okay. And I thought Darnell Wright played maybe the best game he's played in his Tennessee career today. Spragans. He wasn't dominant by any means, but he held, he held up after, I thought, playing really struggling football for the first, half, first four games of the season. I thought what told you a lot about Spragans is when – Trey Smith got dinged up, comes out of the game. Spragans goes in at left guard, which I don't. Uh, that's the first time I can remember seeing him play there. So it's a new spot. It's third and five, and Tennessee runs it right behind him. Gives nine yards. I mean, didn't they didn't try to hide him? Didn't try to go away from him? The, they obviously had confidence in him. Yeah, they they absolutely did with, without uh, without any doubt or out any without any question uh, about that at all. So some positives with the offensive line there. One concerning thing to me, and I don't want to make too big of a deal of it, the whole Brandon Johnson, Jerry Garantano disagreement on the sideline late in the game. Um, I understand there's frustration there, but that was that was pretty heated. I'll give Jerry credit. There were some people who tried to separate him, and he wanted to go talk to Brandon Johnson in a rational manner. He wanted to have that conversation. You can't have. They got to make sure that they don't have that thing going on. You're spotting, so forward. you're watching the you're watching the play as close as anybody. Did it? Did Brandon Johnson not run that? Three yards short of the first down marker. I don't, it sure felt that way, yeah. and it, but based off of me looking through the binoculars too. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know what the cause of that was, but anyway, um, that that you, you don't want to have that happen moving forward. So you got to get that addressed now. Spent, moving it forward, if you're Jeremy Pruitt and you're this step, how do you handle this week? What what do you do? What's this foot? What's the what's it about for this football team? this week getting ready for Arkansas in two weeks and the back half of this schedule? Well, it better be about finding, finding you know, answers on the defensive side of the ball and playing some more young kids. I mean, again, you've got to earn it. I asked him specifically, I said, you're not happy with the secondary. Tamarion McDonald's gotten some run at the end of the last two games, and he's not been back, and he said two weeks. He's been back two weeks. 
But what, what practice habits does he have that the other guys don't? Because I mean, he literally just got into the got into the deal coming off of you know off season surgery. Yeah, I mean I'm with you. I mean I you know I, I don't it, it's it, they've got to figure out you know I think Rob I guess the big disappointment is you come out of this game with continued no identity on defense, continued scramble, we can't defend in the back end on defense. Offensively, look, it's clearly Jerry Garantano's show. And, and you know, they're gonna do offensively how he goes. I mean, he played, he played okay today and, and, and did fine. Uh, obviously, he was a train wreck the week, a week ago against Kentucky and we saw how, that, that loss, with what happened today to Tennessee here at home, and then to see what Kentucky did on the road against Missouri makes last week a bigger a bigger kick in the well, you know in, in the, you know where. Well, it just makes you, makes you see. I don't. I mean, that college football is even crazier than usual this week, this year because I mean that Missouri, Tennessee beat that Missouri team thirty-five to thirteen. <laughs> and then Kentucky comes in here and smokes Tennessee, and then Missouri beats Kentucky. I mean, so it's hard to it's hard to know what to make out of all of that. Yeah, it certainly is. So we'll we'll see what happens going forward. I, I don't know the run stat, uh, Rob, that you asked about. I will say this: today Tennessee had 302 yards of total offense. It's the first time Tennessee's had 300 yards of offense or more since 2015 in this series. Whew. So my guess is it's been a while since they've had a hundred yard rusher. The last or hundred yards rushing. The last time Tennessee had a hundred yard rusher was Tarin Poole in 2010 as an individual. He had 117 yards. So we'll have to go back and, and I'll have to go back and look at that. I, you go back, and I believe that was that season that I was talking about when we taped the two-minute drill, Rob. It was 2010. That was Dooley's first yeah. year. Bray's, that was, that was when year. Bray comes in at Memphis, and then they start throwing it to Hunter and Rogers and those guys. That's what this this program needs because they need an, kind of some an injection of excitement and. The only time anybody got excited today was Jalen Hyatt. And, and they, need, they need to play those young kids because, as Rob said, if you're selling, okay, let's say you're selling a grad transfer quarterback. Or you're selling a 22 quarterback. Or you're selling a 22 quarterback today who's in the stands. Ty Simpson. You know, <laughs> are you selling Brandon Johnson and Cedric Tillman, or are you selling Hyatt and Weidman and Callaway and Holiday? I know what I'm selling, and I know what the fans would be excited about. And, and as Rob said, if the difference is four and six versus three and seven, who cares if you're building something that you go, okay, a year from now, playing them those five games is going to make such a huge difference. But I, again, I think that's what is, is most troubling. Today's not, today's not the most troubling thing because you expected to lose, okay? The, the most troubling thing is you had a lead at Georgia, and you weren't ready for the moment. You turned the football over, and you fell apart in the second half. And then you compounded that by laying an absolute egg a week ago. If, if somebody would have said Tennessee was 3-2 and two with a loss to Georgia, Georgia and Alabama, Alabama most people went, yeah, them to be. okay. Now, should you be more competitive in year three against Alabama if you're Jeremy Pruitt and the staff? I give you that. You know, I don't know how many teams in this league are going to be very competitive against Alabama. I mean, Georgia wasn't very competitive. You know, I mean, and, and so, but the, the fact of the matter is, today's, t today hurts worse for Tennessee fans because they're still steaming from what happened to them last week. So the question now is, with a week off, can they go find improvements in some areas? And look, the defensive head coach needs to fix his defense. 
Um, and and it's you know they got to get a pass rush, yes. They got to, but they've got to be able to play better coverage in the back end and the secondary for them moving forward. And then we'll see if they can build off of anything offensively, particularly with what you saw out of Jalen Hyatt. So, well, I mean, I, you you go and the, the and the most damning thing, and I and this is why you know Jeremy kind of got peppered with some questions there during the during the press conference, is the fact that you know losses by and this is by Josh Ward's Twitter. Losses by 21-plus points in their first 30 games as Tennessee head coach. Derek Dooley, 6. Butch Jones, 6. Jeremy Pruitt, 12. And, and, and there lies the problem. Okay, you're, maybe you're starting to win more of the games that you're supposed to win. The Kentucky, or they went last week. But, I mean, you know, Missouri, South Carolina, doing those type of things. But when you lose, you're not even competitive yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah, so the question everybody asks today is, when's Tennessee going to close the gap? Why can't they close the gap in, in any way, shape, or form? And, and listen, I think that's a fair deal. Again, I think Alabama's really good. Um, I, I, we've said it all week. They've, uh, they've adapted to the way the game has changed. They play so aggressively offensively. They challenge you all over the field with what they do offensively. And they continue to go about it, you know, methodically every year. Um, and Georgia's getting better, and we'll see what happens with Florida late in the year. But that's that's the frustration point that Tennessee fans have, is that they just have been really bad against teams that you're trying to catch. And they haven't been competitive against the team that you're trying to catch. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll find out what this team gets done in this open date. It's a big, important week for Tennessee. We'll see how they handle it. And then obviously they've got to go to Arkansas. Um, a Razorback team that's been playing better than anybody expected, but we'll have plenty of time to talk about the Razorbacks. But on this night in Knoxville, frustration continues for everybody uh, who pulls for the team in orange because Alabama keeps rolling right along against uh, the Volunteers as they beat Tennessee by a score of 48-17. to For Rob Lewis and Austin Price, I'm Brent Hubbs. Thanks for joining us. Have a great Saturday night, everybody.